The regular Louisville Metro Council meeting of March 16th, 2023 will please come to order. Pre please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States. This meeting is being held pursuant to KRS 61.826 and Council Rule 5A. Madam Clerk, a roll call, please. Councilmember Hawkins. Present. Councilmember Shanklin. Present. Councilmember Rashad. Present. Councilmember Arthur. Present. Councilmember Purvis. Present. Councilmember Baker. Present. Councilmember McCraney. Here. Councilmember Owen. Here. Councilmember Mulvihill. Here. Councilmember Kramer? Here. Councilmember Blackwell? Here. Councilmember Syme? Here. Councilmember Fowler? Here. Councilmember Chapel? Here. Councilmember Reed? Here. President Winkler? Here. Councilmember Parker? Here. Councilmember Piagentini? Here. Councilmember Benson? Present. Councilmember Rui? Here. Councilmember Engel? Present. Councilmember Hudson? Here. Councilmember Flood? Yes. Councilmember Batshawn? Present. Councilmember Ackerson. Here. Mr. President, you have 25, and I had a moment, 25 and okay. a quorum. Thank you. Uh, Councilman Kramer, uh, I believe you have a page to introduce this I evening. do, Mr. President, thank you very much. So Nathan, if you'd please stand. Um, I'd like to introduce Nathan Newman. He's 14 years old and an eighth grader at Mazik Middle School. I'm gonna keep my comments brief so that I can share with you the proclamation. Um, he's a real history buff and involved in the Kuna program at Mazik. He's also on the archery team there. Um, he'll be attending Manual next year along with his twin brother. His older brother's a junior at Manual. Um, you would think that they have a family thing going on there. His dad happens to be principal. Um, some of us probably recognize and know his grandmother, uh, Pam Greenwell, who's been with the Library uh, Foundation for well, that's how I think I met her and have been very impressed. So this is her grandson. So colleagues, if you would please welcome me in joining uh, Nathan Newman. And the, the proclamation reads, to all whom these letters shall come, greetings, know ye that the Louisville Metro Council hereby recognizes Nathan Newman, District 11 page for the Louisville Metro Council, whereas Nathan is recognized as a future leader in Louisville Metro and Whereas Nathan served the 11th Council District honorably as a page during the March 16th, 2023 Louisville Metro Council meeting. Therefore, we hereby confer this honor with all the rights, privileges, and responsibilities thereunto appertaining in testimony whereof we have caused these letters to be made and the seal of Louisville Metro government to be hereunto affixed this day, um, the 16th day of March, 2023. So Nathan, again, thank you very much and we're happy to have you here with us. Thank you, and Thank welcome. you, Mr. President. Thank you. Our next order of business is to fill the vacancy of District 8's council seat. In just a moment, I will open the floor to nominations for the District 8 appointment. Nominations do not require a second. On Monday, March 13th, we interviewed 18 qualified candidates, and only the 18 interviewed candidates are eligible to be nominated. Once nominations are closed, the clerk will conduct a voice roll call vote. The first candidate to win a simple majority of 13 votes will be appointed. In the event that no candidate receives the required number of votes, we will reopen nominations and continue to vote until one candidate has received the minimum 13 votes. Are there any questions? Seeing none, I will open the floor to nominations. 
Councilman Blackwell. I'd like to uh, nominate Ben Reno Weber. Okay. Councilman Arthur. I'd like to nominate Taylor McGovern Ucellus. Councilwoman Hawkins. Jolene Triplett. Uh, Councilman Engel. I'd like to nominate Larry Bissig. Uh, Councilman Piagentini. I'd like to nominate George Timmering. Uh, Councilman Ackerson. I'd like to nominate Marty Meyer. Uh, Councilman Reed. I'd like to nominate Bill Shrek. Uh, Councilman Mulvihill. I withdraw somebody nominated who I was going to. Okay, I don't see anyone else in queue. Are there any other nominations? You may. Sorry. So I have, um, please let me know if I miss someone. I have Larry Bissick. Joe Lloyd Triplett, Taylor McGovern Ucellus, Marty Meyer, Ben Reno Weber, William Shrek, George Timmering, and that was. You started with Bissick, correct? I did. That's everybody that I have. Did we miss anybody? Count oh, sorry, Councilman Rashad. I'm sorry, they came in quickly, so I apologize. Sorry, uh, nominated LaDonna Johnson. LaDonna Johnson, thank you. Okay, wait a second. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Seeing no other nominations, the nominations are now closed. Madam Clerk, a roll call vote. So just again, for the record, the names you may vote from are Ben Reno Weber, Taylor McGovern Ucellus, Joe Lloyd Triplett, uh, Mr. Bissig, Mr. Timmering, Mr. Meyer, Mr. Shrek, and Ms. Johnson. Councilmember Hawkins. Jolene Triplett. Councilmember Shanklin. Joe Triplett. Councilmember Arthur. You sell us. Councilmember Purvis. Triplett. Oh, I'm sorry, did I? Who did you say I skipped? Councilmember Rashad. Oh, I don't even have you in here, sorry. Um, sorry. <laughs> that is awful. Um, Councilmember uh, Rashad. Donna Johnson. Thank you so much. So sorry, sir. This is when we elected Councilman you. Baker. Okay, so back to Councilman Purvis. Baker. Councilwoman. Baker, I think. Oh. I, I don't think I have Purvis's yet, right? Mm -mm. So far, I have Hawkins and Shanklin, Arthur and Rashad. Councilwoman Purvis, who were you voting for? Oh, sorry. I have one second. You go ahead. So, sorry. Triplet. LaDonna. Um, Councilmember McCraney. LaDonna Johnson. Councilmember Owen. Reno Weber. 
Councilmember Mulvihill. Bill Shrek. Councilmember Kramer. Mary Bissig. Councilmember Blackwell. Reno Weber. Councilmember Syme. Timmering. Councilmember Fowler. Lloyd Triplett. Councilmember Chapel. McGovern Ucellis. Councilmember Reed. Bill Shrek. Councilmember Winkler. Joe Lloyd Triplett. I'm sorry, President Winkler. Joe. Councilmember um, Council Parker. George Timbering. Councilmember Piagentini. George Timbering. Councilmember Midson. Bill Shrek. Councilmember Rui. Triplet. Councilmember Engel. Larry Bissig. Councilmember Hudson. George Timmery. Councilmember Flood. Marty Meyer. Councilmember Batshawn. Timmery. Councilmember Ackerson. Marty Meyer. Um, Madam Clerk, no one has. Uh, no one does. So we have um, Larry Bissick has two votes. Um, LaDonna Brown Johnson has three votes. Joe Lloyd Triplett has seven votes. Taylor McGovern Ucellus has two votes. Marty Meyer has two votes. Ben Reno Weber has two votes. William Shrek has three votes. George Timmering has five votes, unless someone sees that I did that wrong. Okay. So no one has obtained the required 13 votes. Uh, so we will reopen the floor to nominations. Uh, is the queue clear, Madam Clerk? Can you? Sorry, if you would like to queue in, please. Uh, Councilman Batchen. Tamarine. Madam Clerk, did you hear that? Okay. Uh, Councilman Hawkins. Triplett. Councilman Blackwell. Reno Weber. Councilman Ackerson. Meyer. Councilman Reed. Shrek. Councilman Chapel. McGovern Salas. Okay, I don't see anybody else in queue. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Okay, seeing none. Nominations are closed. Madam Clerk, a voice vote, please. So your uh, a voice roll call vote, sorry, thank you. So uh, your choices are Timmering, Triplett, Reno Weber, Meyer, Shrek, and I can't read my own handwriting, McGovern, sorry, yes. Councilmember Hawkins. Triplett. Councilmember Shanklin. Triplett. Councilmember Arthur. Triplet. Rashad. Oh, I'm sorry. Councilmember Rashad. Uh, triplet. 
Councilmember Arthur. Triplet. Hold on one second. Council Member Purvis. Triplet. Council Member Baker. Triplet. Council Member McCraney. Triplet. Council Member Owen. Reno Weber. Council Member Mulvihill. Shrek. Council Member Kramer. Reno Weber. Council Member Blackwell. Reno Weber. Council Member Syme. Timmering. Council Member Fowler. Joy Lo um, Joe Lloyd Triplett. Council Member Chapel. Reno Weber. Council Member Reed. Shrek. Count, um, President Winkler. Triplet. Council Member Parker. Tim Ring. Council Member Piagentini. Ben Reno Weber. Council Member Benson. Bill Shrek. Council Member Rui. Triplet. Council Member Engel. Reno Weber. Council Member Hudson. Tim Ring. Council Member Flood. Shrek. Council Member Batshawn. Tim Ring. And Council Member Ackerson. Meyer. Mr. President, you have 10 for Joe Lloyd Triplett, zero for Taylor Govan Ucellus. I guess no one voted. Um, Marty Meyer has one, Ben Reno Weber has six, William Shrek has four, and George Timmering has four. Thank you, Madam Clerk. No one has attained the necessary 13 votes. Uh, Madam Clerk, please clear the queue. Colleagues, I will open the queue once again for nominations. Uh, Councilman Batcham. Timmering. Okay. Uh, Councilwoman Rui. Triplet. Uh, Councilwoman Hawkins. Triplet. Okay. Uh, Councilman Blackwell. Reno Weber. Uh, okay. I don't see anyone else in queue. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Nominations are closed. The three nominations are Timmering, Triplett, and Reno Weber. Madam Clerk, a voice roll call, please. Council Member Hawkins. Triplett. Council Member Shanklin. Triplett. Councilmember Rashad. <laughs> Triplet. Councilmember Arthur. Triplet. Councilmember Purvis. Triplet. Councilmember Baker. Triplet. Councilmember McCraney. Triplet. Councilmember Mulvihill. Uh, oh, Councilmember it, Owen. It, I just don't, I'm going to get it. Reno Weber. Just fire me today. Councilmember Mulvihill. Uh, Reno Weber. Councilmember Kramer. Reno Weber. Councilmember Blackwell. Reno Weber. Councilmember Syme. Timmering. Councilmember Fowler. Triplet. Councilmember Chapel. Reno Weber.
Councilmember Reed. Rena Weber. Councilmember Winkler. Or President Winkler. I know. Triplet. Councilmember Parker. Rena Weber. Councilmember Piagentini. Rena Weber. Councilmember Benson. Weber. Councilmember Rui. Triplet. Councilmember Engel. Reno Weber. Councilmember Hudson. Timory. Councilmember Flood. Reno Weber. Councilmember Batshawn. Pass. Councilmember Ackerson. Pass. Um, Mr. President, you have 11 votes for Joe Lloyd Triplett, 11 votes for Ben Reno Weber, and two votes for George Timmery. Thank you. No one has attained point, the necessary 13 point of order. votes. Mm -hmm. a, a pass. Pass back. back. Yes. Okay. Oh, they so didn't vote present, Madam Clerk. Oh, I'm they sorry. Pass. So uh, back to Councilman Batchen, I believe. Timmery. Okay, so we're starting again. Um, Councilmember Ackerson. Well, I vote wouldn't count anyway, so vote present. Very good. All right. We're going to be going through this again. Okay. Colleagues, clear the queue. I will open again for nominations. Councilman Piagentini. Ben Reno Weber. Councilman Blackwell. Withdraw. Uh, Councilman Hawkins. Triplet. Okay, I don't see anybody else in queue. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Nominations are closed. Madam Clerk, a voice roll call, please. Councilmember Hawkins. Triplet. Councilmember Shanklin. Triplet. Councilmember Rashad. Triplet. Councilmember Arthur. Triplet. Councilmember Purvis. Triplet. Councilmember Baker. Triplet. Council. Member McCraney. Triplet. Council Member Owen. Reno Weber. Council Member Mulvihill. Reno Weber. Council Member Kramer. Reno Weber. Council Member Blackwell. Reno Weber. Council Member Syme. Weber. Council Member Fowler. Triplet. Council Member Chapel. Triplet. Council Member Reed. Reno Weber. Council Member Winkler. Our President Winkler. Um, Council Member Parker. Reno Weber. Council Member Piagentini. Reno Weber. Council Member Benson. Reno Weber. Council Member Rui. Triplet. Council Member Engel. Reno Weber. Council Member Hudson. Triplet. Council Member Flood. Reno Weber. Council Member Batshawn. Pass. Councilmember Ackerson. Present. Councilmember or President Winkler. Triplet. Councilmember Batshawn. Weber. You have a tie of 12 to 12, sir. Colleagues, I will open the floor for nominations. Yes. Yes. Nope. 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 
Uh, Councilman Piagentini. Ben Rena Weber. Councilman Rui. Triplet. Colleagues, uh, Councilman Hawkins. Okay, all right. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Nominations are closed. Madam Clerk, a voice roll call, please. Council Member Hawkins. Triplet. Council Member Shanklin. Triplet. Councilmember Rashad. Triplet. Councilmember Arthur. Triplet. Councilmember Purvis. Triplet. Councilmember Baker. Triplet. Councilmember McCraney. Triplet. Councilmember Owen. Councilmember Mulvihill. Reno Weber. Councilmember Kramer. In Reno Weber. Councilmember Blackwell. Reno Weber. Councilmember Syme. Reno Weber. Councilmember Fowler. Triplet. Councilmember Chapel. Triplet. Councilmember Reed. Rena Weber. Councilmember Winkler. Triplet. Count oh, I'm sorry, President. Councilmember Parker. Council um, Rena Weber. Councilmember Piagentini. Rena Weber. Councilmember Benson. Rena Weber. Councilmember Rui. Triplet. Councilmember Engel. Rena Weber. Councilmember Hudson. Reno Weber. Councilmember Flood. Reno Weber. Um, Ingle, Hud, and Flood all have Reno Weber, right? Thank you. Um, Councilmember Batshawn. Reno Weber. Councilmember Ackerson. Reno Weber. Um, Councilmember Owen. Council Owen. Rena Weber. He's got 14. Um, Mr. President, um, Ben Reno Weber has 14 votes and Joe Lloyd Trippett has 11 votes. Mr. Reno Weber, congratulations. say I do. Okay. You start your right hand. I. I. Ben Reno Weber. Do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of this Commonwealth and the ordinances of the Louisville Jefferson County Metro Government and be faithful and true to the Commonwealth of Kentucky so long as I continue to be a citizen thereof and that I will faithfully execute to the best of my ability the office of council person according to law and ordinance, and I do further solemnly swear or affirm that since the adoption of the present Constitution, I, being a citizen of this Commonwealth, 
have not fought a duel with deadly weapons within this commonwealth nor out of it, nor have I sent or accepted a challenge to fight a duel with deadly weapons, nor have I acted as a second in carrying a challenge, nor aided or assisted any person thus offending. And I do further solemnly swear or affirm that I have the qualifications and am free of the disqualifications prescribed in section 67C.143 of the Kentucky Revised Statutes. Do you so swear or affirm? Congratulations. Ms. Serena Weber, you're going to come right over here. Colleagues, we need to adjourn. We'll recess for five minutes to allow uh, Mr. Councilman Reno Weber to log in. Um, the clerks need to set up the computer system for him. So we'll con reconvene at 720.
All right, colleagues, we are back in session. Um, colleagues, we will now hear the addresses to council. Colleagues, addresses to council. I want to first thank those of you who are here to address council. We started late, we ran late. I apologize that we're not on time. I appreciate uh, your flexibility with us and waiting uh, while we went through while we went through those items. So thank you very much for, your, for sticking around. Um, let me remind those addressing council to please refrain from using any profanity or making derogatory statements to council members. Colleagues, Madam Clerk, the first speaker, please. Barbara Beckett. Do we have a Barbara Beckett? Barbara Easley. Good evening, Council. Uh, I was coming here today to address you about something that you guys actually initiated. Hold, hold on just one minute, ma'am. I'm sorry. Metro Let's TV. figure out what's going oh, on. Metro TV, we have feedback on the podium microphone. Stop her coming. I'm working on it. Thank you so much. Let us know when we should resume, please. All looks good here. Thank you. M Miss Easley, if you would like to start again, it should. And you may want to pull it closer. Okay, uh, I just Perfect. wanted to. Uh, Come in, talk to y'all about something that you guys. Metro TV is still providing feedback. I, I, I don't know what it is. Everything else is down. Y'all can y'all still hear me now? And it's can, not can feedback. Can she go to the, the bench? And back here. Can she go to the bench? Is it at the left one? Can you maybe one of the other two microphones, please? Thank you, Councilman Reed. So Metro TV, please turn off the mic at the podium. Okay. I, I wanted to come. It was this what Perfect. I want to talk Thanks. to you guys about was actually created by you guys. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at their page and it says the Louisville Metro Affordable Housing Trust was created by Metro Council. And I just wanted to ask Metro Council, do y'all regulate it? Does anybody oversee it? Does anybody make sure they're doing what y'all designed them to do? Because I've had a bad experience dealing with them and I, I asked the one, the director over it for a phone call. This is over three weeks ago. I have yet to hear from her. You know, and, and it's just, you know, y'all don't have a lot of programs out here. For, for home improvement. Yeah, yeah, say that's for the low and moderate. If we're if we're homeless, there's there's lots of money out there. But for us who actually sacrificed and bought our homes, we might not have been able to keep them up, but there's not a lot of programs to help those. And considering that it's taxpayer money that is being distributed, I just feel like nobody else it, it's a it's a whole group of people that nobody ever mm -hmm. thinks about. Now you say the government has a, a home improvement program, yes. 
Stayed, stayed up all night long. Got on as soon as they opened up. Got a got an email from them two weeks later, money's gone. So they referred me to the affordable housing. Now, through the Urban League. Urban League tells me, pay this fee. We're going to run your credit. I do everything. Give, it, give them all the information they need the day they ask for it. Two months later, I have not heard from anyone. So I, I, I proceed to start bugging the Urban League. Urban League gets upset and says, oh, you're calling the wrong persons. You need to call the, the affordable housing. I call up her. The lady says, we mailed you something out. I never got anything. Oh, we've heard that a lot. My expression to her after she said that was, well, didn't it, it dawn on anyone in that office when you have a lot of people saying they never got anything? to at least start reaching out to the ones that you say you have mailed out. Because all these people, you have took their money and you have ran their credit. Then when I get you everything in, I get a phone call saying the money's gone. Oh, but we have another program. Now, you tell me how a program where I understand low interest loan, but when you take a, because uh, this was a $6,000 forgivable loan. Now you're talking about, now that you're saying, oh, I have a $5,000 loan, but you'll have to pay half, almost half of that back. <laughs> then when I say, okay, I'll take it, oh, but actually, I'm sorry, this is going to make you mad. It's not actually $5,000. we are going to take five fifty dollars off the top. So you got a closing cost of five fifty dollars on a $5,000 loan. How is that helping the low income? Because if we had the credit, and I'm pretty sure all y'all in this room knows if you had the credit, you're not going to get a, five, a 550 closing cost on a $5,000 loan. You're not, but the program designed to help us, Thank that's what they say. Thank you, Ms. Easley. Thank you, ma'am. Wilson Conkright. Hello, Council. My name is Wilson Conkright. I'm an active member of the Tunerville Trolley Neighborhood Association, a Kentucky colonel, and a contributor to the Louisville's uh, growing film industry. I moved here one year ago with my wife and our infant daughter. We bought a house in Old Louisville on South Floyd Street uh, up against the interstate. It's how we got such a good price. Um, since we've lived here, there's been a murder within four blocks of our house uh, every other month. Most of them are shootings. Uh, at homeless encampments up along the interstate. The most recent murder was at the encampment on the government property directly behind our house. <clears throat> the camp was there for nine months. I'd like to think of myself as a good neighbor. I tried to talk to the people living there, get to know them, and I even gave them supplies. And I didn't report it to the city until I found it absolutely necessary when violence became the norm there. And that was six months ago. The officer in charge of the case told me that he couldn't clear out the camp until waste management freed up enough to come clear the area with him, uh, but that I should keep reporting it as dangerous regardless. So for six months, I was reporting that camp is dangerous, uh, which it was. Uh, the last three months of it being there, I wasn't able to sleep. Uh, how could anyone, knowing that if a gun was discharged a little to the left, a bullet might be going into the wall of their child's bedroom? Uh, well, a week ago, the main person living there, Jennifer McDermott, was murdered. 
she was shot to death at the camp uh, that's, that I've been reporting is dangerous for six months. I heard the shots and immediately ran uh, to check on my baby because her room faced the camp uh, and if one of those bullets was a little to the left. Um, one year in, uh, and we love Louisville. Um, my wife has been working on a beautiful front garden that will eventually make it into the papers. Uh, Councilman Baker, I'm glad to see you're on the council now. Uh, another family man uh, that lives in old Louisville um, and spent time in Nashville during its egregious boom. Um, if the city truly doesn't have the ability to clear an encampment until after everyone there is dead or gone, uh, I'd like to propose three actions to keep my neighborhood and family safer. Um, street lights in every alleyway and piece of government property up against the interstate as bright as legally allowed to discourage the criminals that work in the shadows. Uh, to rezoning buildings in Toonerville to allow more commercial spaces. Um, a lot of people move to Old Louisville for the beautiful walkability, but are afraid to be outside after dark. Uh, existing foot traffic plus commercial spaces like restaurants and boutiques makes for safer city streets. Um, proposition three is regularly searching the encampments that are on government property for weapons. If waste management is really too busy to clear out camps uh, reported as dangerous until someone is killed, I think someone should search the camps reported as violent to make sure they're clear of weapons until the city has the resources to help. Um, one time I saw a brutal fight break out at the camp called 911 and they didn't show. Um, I watched for 20 to 30 minutes and 911 didn't show. Um, who else is there to call on help? Thank you for your time. Thank you. Samuel Means. Samuel Means. Hannah Drake. The Louisville Metro government and LMPD engage in a pattern or practice of conduct that deprives people of their rights under, to, under the Constitution and federal law. LMPD uses excessive force, including unjustified neck restraints and unreasonable use of police dogs and tasers, conduct search warrants based on invalid warrants, unlawfully execute search warrants without knocking and announcing, unlawfully stop, searches, detains, and arrest people during street enforcement activities, including traffic and pedestrian stops violates the rights of people engaged in protected speech critical of policing. LMPD unlawfully discriminates against black people in its enforcement activities. LMPD has practiced an aggressive style of policing that it deploys selectively, especially against black people, but also against vulnerable people throughout the city. LMPD cites people for minor offenses like wide turns and broken taillights, while serious crimes like sexual assault and homicides go unsolved. Some officers demonstrate disrespect for the people they are sworn to protect, have videotaped themselves throwing drinks at pedestrians from their cars, insulted people with disabilities, and called black people monkeys, animal, and boy. Louisville Metro and LMPD discriminate against people with behavioral health disabilities when responding to them in crisis. The DOJ also identified deficiencies in LMPD's response to the investigation of domestic violence and sexual assault, including its responses to allegations that LMPD officers engaged in sexual misconduct or domestic violence. Over the past six years, Louisville Metro has paid more than $40 million to resolve the claims of police misconduct. I want to ask this council to remember and for this community to remember that the scathing report is not just a report about LMPD. It is a report about LMPD and Louisville Metro 
government. When we think about protecting our city, it seems the real thugs, the real criminals that are harming the community are employed at LMPD. Many knew, even those in government did nothing. In fact, the report states Louisville Metro and LMPD knew about discriminatory policing and adopted practices that increased the risk of discrimination. So my question to my Metro Council is will this governing body be beholden to the people that you are committed to serve or will you continue to bow down and kiss the ring of Louisville's biggest organized criminal unit? Thank you. Thank you, Delisa Love. Delisa Love. Joanna Godsey. Good evening. I'm the mother of Miss Antonia Lucas. My daughter Antonia was the last homicide victim of 2020. Antonia was killed in a car when an individual put a gun to her head and decided her life wasn't worth living anymore. Antonia worked at GE, she worked at UPS, she was a volunteer at St. Stephen's Baptist Church in the videotape ministry. She had her own business and she was a student at the University of Louisville. The idiot that put the gun to my daughter's head shot her and the guy she was in the car with. Earlier that day, that same idiot used that gun to shoot his ch children's mother's home because she wouldn't let him see his kids that day. I'm standing before you today because I'm asking you to make sure that these guns are destroyed when they're confiscated by police. Because I don't know how many times that gun had been used before my daughter was killed or after my daughter was killed. Because with that being said, that idiot was not arrested until April of 2021 and my daughter was killed on December 20th, excuse me, December 30th, 2020. I'm asking you all to make sure that you guys make sure that these guns are not used again and to also Make sure we get some countermeasures in place to make sure that this community deserves better. The balance in this community has gone amok and we've got to do better. I live in District 22 and I grew up in District 5 and this is not the Louisville that I knew and grew up with and I hope you guys can make this a better place for us to live. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. President, Isaac Thacker canceled. Alyssa Vance. Hello. It's an honor to be here in front of the council today. My name is Alyssa Vance and I'm a student at District 6's own Louisville Seminary, pursuing my master's degree in divinity. I'm also a youth minister at Broadway Baptist Church in District 9. I'm, I am here today on behalf of people of faith who want constructive solutions to the social problems we are faced with in this city. I was also very active in the 2020 Breonna Taylor uprising, where I witnessed the kind of br police brutality and systematic violence that is enumerated in the DOJ report on LMPD. LMPD officers shot rubber bullets and illegal tear gas at me and other protesters as well as bystanders. They arrested us. They treated us terribly. They dragged us through the streets. And, 
and it is the duty of this council and the community to hold LMPD accountable for their violence and repair this damaged relationship. We cannot go on like this. And by that I'm referring to the indiscriminate brutality that LMPD has wrought on our community as a whole. For example, just two weeks ago, an LMPD officer shot two young unarmed boys in the Shawnee neighborhood. <laughs> These are our children they are shooting at. There is not a child in this city that deserves to grow up around such violence. We have a duty to protect them and to create systems that protect them as well. And that's why I'm here to call upon this council not to allocate any more money to the police budget, especially and most critically, no more money from the American Rescue Plan. That money, which was given to our community to help us rebuild in this new post-COVID world. The boys who were shot by LMPD I mentioned, along with their community, have released a list of what they want funded in their community. An open gym, a chill space, a maker space, and a roller rink. All of which are already available in the East End, as I'm sure y'all know. It is the West End that has been left to do without. Please consider what these children are asking us for. It is not just material places, but they are asking us, this city, this council, for the chance to flourish in safety and security. And I ask you now, council, if your duty is not to these children in the West End, who is it to? Is it to the police who continually shoot down our neighbors and brutalize civilians? to whom money and space has already been allocated for them to have a healing center, a wellness center? What about the wellness of our children in this city? As a person of faith and someone who has always called Louisville home, I remind you that a budget is a declaration of values. It is made of decisions that ground us in our humanity or distance us from it. I'm asking you to make this budget aspirational for the future we want for our children and let it not be slave to the whims of the rich and powerful. I know that we as a city will one day choose to protect and serve the children of the city. So if you fail us now, the community will rise together to rectify this abuse of power. After all, as the African proverb goes, it takes a village to raise a child, but a child abandoned by the village will burn it down to feel its warmth. Louisville is raising a generation of children who feel abandoned. Who, let us not allow the rest of this proverb to be written. Let us write a new story a new budget, a new life for the children of the city because they deserve more than a roller rink. They deserve the whole world. Thank you. Thank you. Nancy Cavalcante. I know some of you are glad to see me again. <laughs> Greetings to President Winkler and the Metro Council members. I'm Nancy Cavalcante. I live, reside, in uh, District 26, and thank you to Brent Ackerson very much for his work. First, I wanna ask the Government Oversight Audit and Appointment Committee to give the community an update on the status of Resolution 187-22, a request for an audit of LMPD's record retention practices. The results of this audit will be valuable to the community and the administration as we anticipate the negotiated consent decree and much needed change. Secondly, as you may know, the FOP and Metro government have entered into negotiations on a new CBA. The ground rules are set and negotiations either have or will begin this month. Despite repeated requests from the community and organizations, these negotiations will remain behind closed doors with no opportunity for community participation, even though the mayor can allow anyone he wants to be on his team. The mayor's office is unapologetic about this. 
Misinformation continues to come from the mayor and his administration regarding the impact of the FOP CBA on the remedial recommendations made by the DOJ and a future consent decree. On Tuesday, the mayor told the public that little to none of the recommendations are impacted by anything in the CBA. That is, in fact, far from the truth. There are multiple provisions in the current FOP CBA that are and will continue to have a negative impact if not removed from a newly negotiated contract. <clears throat> Record retention uh, requirements, discipline, use of force, the list goes on and on. The 490 project continues to remain available to resource this council in any way we can on these provisions and their negative impact on policing. We, the people of the city, have elected you to carry our voices into this process. A newly negotiated CBA will be presented to you for ratification and approval. That is, of course, unless the FOP is successful in taking that power away from you, which they already tried to do the last time the contract came. We are asking you to educate yourself and be aware of what is in the contract and what your constituents are seeking in the way of change that provides public safety for all and removes power from a racist, violent police force that continues to terrorize our city and specifically our women, children, and black youth. Now is the time to be bold. Thank you, Councilperson McCraney, for giving us that be bold quote before. Refuse to ratify a contract that contains provisions that foster unchecked violence and abuse by police. The bargaining process should be for the common good, not just what is good for police and the administration. Ms. Cavaconte. Common good. Your time Can I just expired. say my last sentence? You may. Common good requires all voices at the table. Support and advocate for community observers in the negotiation process for the common good. Thank you. I'm Thank sorry, you, Ms. Cavaconte. It's okay. Thank, Thank you, Ms. Cavaconte. Mr. President, that concludes the addresses to council. Uh, next, we have approval of the council minutes from the regular meeting of M March 2nd, 2023. Are there any corrections or deletions? May I have a motion and a second for approval? Second. Motion by Councilman Piagentini, second by Councilman Arthur. All those in favor say aye. aye. Any opposed? The ayes have it. Next, we have approval of the following committee meetings, all in 2023. Regular Committee of the Whole, March 2nd. Regular Planning and Zoning Committee, March 7th. Regular Labor Economic Development Committee, March 7th. Regular Public Safety Committee, March 7th. Regular Equity, Community Affairs, Housing, Health, and Education Committee, March 8th. Regular Government Oversight Audit and Appointments Committee, March 8th. Regular Parks and Sustainability Committee, March 9th. Regular Budget and Appropriations Committee, March 9th. Special Committee of the Whole, March 13th. Are there any corrections or deletions? May I have a motion and a second for approval? Second. Motion by Councilman Piagentini, second by Councilman Baker. Uh, the mini minutes have been properly moved and seconded. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Any opposed? The ayes have it. These minutes are approved as written. Madam Clerk, do we have any communications to the council? Yes, sir, we do. Please read those into the record. Dear President Winkler, in accordance with the Commission for Persons with Disability Ordinance, I am appointing the following. Daniel Beeler, a new appointment term expires December the 12th, 2023. Your prompt action on these appointments is most appreciated. Sincerely, Craig Greenberg, Mayor. Dear President Winkler, in accordance with the ordinance, I am reappointing the following to the Downtown Development Overlay District. Kelly Jones, a reappointment term expires January the 31st, 2026. Your prompt action on this reappointment is most appreciated. Sincerely, Craig Greenberg, Mayor. 
Dear President Winkler, in accordance with the Criminal Justice Commission, I am appointing the following. Paul Johnson, a new appointment. Term expires December the 31st, 2024. Your prompt action on these appointment is most appreciated. Sincerely, Craig Greenberg, Mayor. Dear President Winkler, in accordance with the Louisville Film Advisory Commission, I am appointing the following. Shelley Breyer, a new appointment. Term expires December 31st, 2025. Evelyn Pollard, a new appointment. Term expires December 31st, 2025. Heather Zamanin, a new appointment term expires December 31st, 2025. Mary K. Poe, a reappointment term expires December 31st, 2024. Mark Rob N. Owitz, a reappointment term expires December 31st, 2024. Nathaniel Spencer, a reappointment term expires December 31st, 2024. This is to be read into the record only. Metro Council approval of these appointments and reappointments. Reappointments is not required. Sincerely, Craig Greenberg, Mayor. Read in full. Thank you. Those appointments needing council approval will be forwarded to the Government Oversight Audit and Appointments Committee. Our next order of business is the consent calendar. The consent calendar comprises items 18 through 28. Uh, are there any additions or deletions? Madam Clerk, a second reading of these items. The following legislation was forwarded from the Budget and Appropriation Committee. Item 18, an ordinance appropriating 6000 $330 from District 6 Neighborhood Development Funds through Metro Parks to Lovett Landscaping and Beautification and Landscaping Projects in District 6. The following legislation was forwarded from the Government Oversight and Audit and Appointments Committee. Item 19, an ordinance amending Chapter 21 of the Louisville Metro Code of Ordinances, LMCO, relating to the Louisville Jefferson County Metro Ethics Commission's implementation of lobbying ordinances. Item 20 is an appointment of Monica Collins to the Kentuckiana Works Greater Louisville Workforce Development Board. Term expires March the 13th, 2024. Item 21 is the appointment of Jacqueline Floyd to the Land Bank Authority. Term expires February the 28th, 2024. Item 22 is the appointment of Matthew Cornell to the Louisville Downtown Management District Board. Term expires February the 16th, 2026. Item 23 is the appointment of Stephen Pazienza to the Louisville Downtown Management District Board. Term expires March the 23rd, 2026. Item 24 is the reappointment of Andy Trennan to the Louisville Downtown Management District Board. Term expires March the 23rd, 2026. Item 25 is the reappointment of Dale Bowden to the Louisville Regional Airport Authority. Term expires July the 15th, 2027. Item 26 is the appointment of Douglas Owen to the Nulu Review Overlay District Committee. Term expires February 26, 2026. Item 27 is the reappointment of Andrew Luego to the Nulu Review Overlay District Committee. Term expires February 26, 2026. The following legislation was forwarded from the Planning and Zoning Committee. Item 28, an ordinance relating to the closure of a portion of East Washington Street adjacent to the I-64 East ramp containing approximately 0.08 acres and being in Louisville Metro, case number 22 street closure 0023. Read in full. Thank you. Second. Thank, thank you. Motion by Councilman Piagentini, second by uh, Councilman Arthur. Uh, Madam Clerk, please open the voting. Um, Madam Clerk, is anybody on? No. No, sir. Okay. Uh, please close the voting. Mr. Voting President, is closed. Yep. Mr. President, you have 22 yes votes. Consent calendar passes. The next item of business is old business. Uh, Madam Clerk, a reading of item 29 first, please. 
a resolution calling on the Kentucky General Assembly to enact House Bill 325 and Senate Bill 168, empowering Louisville Jefferson County Metro Government to permanently destroy abandoned, confiscated, or forfeited firearms in its custody. Read in full. Um, second. Second. Okay, probably moved and seconded. Madam Clerk, a reminder, what, did this come out of government accountability? It came out of public safety, sorry. Public safety, I'm sorry. Uh, Councilman Ackerson, can you please speak to this? Well, this came out of government accountability, uh, this, or uh, public safety. Initially, it was uh, sent to consent calendar, it's been pulled, and I would defer to the two sponsors, uh, Tammy and Jeff. Councilman Hawkins, anything you'd like to say about it? Yes. <clears throat> I would hope that uh, all my colleagues would support this um, and don't wait until something happens on your front door to want to take the pen out and destroy a gun. Just imagine yourself uh, having a family member, friend, constituent colleague uh, be faced with something like this and then a gun being put back on the street and being auctioned off to none other than LMPD. The funds, I mean, meaning that the funds are allocated from the auction to LMPD. So I just hope that everyone would support this. Councilman Hudson, anything you wanna add? Yeah, I, I would just echo uh, my colleagues' statements and ask for support on this. Um, I, fully aware that uh, unless the House picks this out of committee tonight before committee um, uh, dismisses, that it will never see the light of day. Uh, so this is probably mostly just symbolic, um, but if, if you're on the fence on this, I would ask you to consider uh, the comments that were made earlier uh, in addresses to the council. And <clears throat> look, her and all the other parents who have had a child murdered by a gun, if that $50 that the state's gonna get for that gun is worth it. Thank you. Thank you, Councilman Piagentini. Thank you, Mr. President. And, and I, I just wanna compliment uh, both the sponsors uh, and everybody that's voting for this. Uh, I uh, totally understand, and, and as Councilman Hawkins said, I, I do have friends, colleagues, family members uh, who, have, who have been through that trauma. Uh, I did ask to pull it uh, so I could register a no vote. I always like to explain, if I can, why I'm voting no. It's right of, of my constituents to know why I'm voting the way I do. Uh, and that's simply to say, I, I think we're taking our eye off the ball. Uh, the when these guns are, are auctioned, they go only to federal dealers. Those federal dealers must run background checks uh, for whomever they sell it to. Um, I uh, deplore uh, all of the gun violence in this city, um, but the gun is enacted upon uh, by a human being. And so who I deplore are the criminals. Uh, we're not going after knives used in stabbings. We're not going after cars uh, that engage in vehicular homicide uh, because those are incidental tools of an act by a human being who we do prosecute. So, uh, but I uh, love my colleagues. I appreciate their support for this. 
Uh, and uh, but I, I did want to register my no vote and explain it. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Councilman Piagentini. Councilman Baker. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. Um, more of a comment and also register a yes vote. And uh, one, I think that uh, for the record that one, this is a, a great example of reaching across the aisle and bipartisan legislation ordinances that we can we should be getting behind it. I want to compliment uh, Councilwoman Hawkins and Council. Um, in Hudson uh, for working together on uh, a resolution as such. I think that for all of us that know about the actual jurisdiction that we have as it pertains to state law and the things that we can do um, and gun control, we all know that the state pretty much controls and it leaves us a slight window where we can work. And so I would just encourage my colleagues, and again, thank you to both of you all for working together um, to, uh, for a yes vote. Um, and these types of votes and these types of bipartisan issues that we can get across to make Louisville a safer city. That is all. Thank you, Councilman Baker. Councilman Rashad. Yeah, I would like to uh, definitely register a yes vote on this. Uh, a year ago, uh, in January, my brother-in-law, my, my wife's only brother, was shot and killed on the Taylor uh, Boulevard. A few weeks ago, uh, one of my students who were in my mentoring group, Mental Quality, was shot getting off his bus stop uh, right here in my district. In my school that I teach at, I've had more murders and deaths than you can imagine. Every year there's at least one. Every year there's at least one. Some years has been two. So I, I you know, I, I definitely want to get these guns off the street, and I'm telling you that you know there's so many of my students who have many guns, way more guns than you could think of. And I know that, uh, you know, I, I'm really questioning, you know, where do these guns really go after they're picked up? Because I know from reading the report that there's so much corruption in the police department, I'm not confident that these guns aren't going back out on the street. Just like I'm not confident that these drugs aren't going right back out on the streets. So I would definitely love to see guns confiscated for from criminal activities to be destroyed. You know, they're still gonna make new ones. What's wrong with destroying these? Thank you, Councilman Ackerson. Thank you, Mr. President. I would say this as a gun owner, concealed weapons permit uh, holder, uh, I am going to vote for this. And I don't view this as, as my vote for this being anti the ability to own a firearm. I view this as uh, these are weapons that are used in crimes. They're weapons that are sold at auction at cheap prices, which ultimately recycles them more likely than not back into the criminal hands. And as such, I think that as a responsible gun owner, this is the right move for me to make to vote for this. Thank you. Thank you, Councilman Ackerson. Councilwoman Hawkins. Yes, thank you, President. I would say this to all my colleagues, let's start somewhere. Because if we don't start somewhere, we fail the city. And they're gonna be coming before us saying, why is it okay that guns was put back on the street and the murder rate is just going up. And if you guys can go home and sleep at night 
I'm okay with that. But I want to be able to go home and sleep at night and say, I at least attempted to help get the guns off the street, which, in, which entails at least trying to take the murder rate down. That's it. Thank you, Councilman Hawkins. Councilman Arthur. Thank you. I'm a proud yes on this resolution and hope you will be too. I carry firearms with an S. And I want to be clear when I say this, this is not a vote against people being able to carry. And while I understand the analogy that our colleague used earlier, a knife is also used to cook. A car is also used to travel. A gun has one purpose. And when I carry my firearm, it's not to cook food, it's to cook you if you play with me. So to, to be very clear, to be very clear, this is about what is being done with those weapons and we have to respond. I'm sure most of you have seen the report about firearms ending up used in crimes again. We can't look at that report and close our eyes. James Baldwin said it best, you cannot fix what you will not face. We already saw it and we faced it. We're sending off something to the General Assembly to hopefully fix it. And I know that this is symbolic and somebody says they throw our resolutions in a, a drawer or a trash can. We can't give up. Closed mouths don't get fed. So please vote yes for this and stand in solidarity with the victims, with the families, and help us move this city forward in this whole commonwealth. Thank you. Thank you, Councilman Arthur. Councilman Reed. Thank you, Mr. President. And that was me that said that uh, the resolutions get thrown in the garbage. And that came from a, a state senator that told me that they get thrown in the garbage. Um, so I would suggest that a better course, by the way, I'm going to vote yes. Uh, a better course of action would be to lobby our state delegation uh, hard about this. Uh, uh, I think that might have a little bit more of a positive effect because obviously they can't, you know, what we do doesn't really matter. You know, they have to take uh, action at the state level. So I would encourage everybody that's passionate about this to reach out to you know, your state senators and your uh, state representatives and, and go that route. But uh, I applaud the, uh, the sentiment and I will be a yes vote. Thank you, Councilman Reed. Councilman Owen. Uh, I, I'm proud yes vote, and I, I just wanted to reiterate a couple of things. Number one, we cannot give up. Whether these resolutions get thrown in the trash or not, we need to continue to say very loudly what we believe here in Louisville. And uh, I appreciate so much the idea that we should all, especially delegation from Jefferson County, where we might have a little bit different idea on on guns such as these and maybe what we ought to do with them. Our state delegation from Jefferson County, along with us, I would love for all of us to get together and have a meeting to see if we could put some more pressure um, at the state level to see if we could get something to happen. But in the meantime, we have to continue to say what we believe and say it loudly. Thank you. Thank you. Councilwoman Flood. Thank you, Mr. President. And this is in no way on anyone in this room. This is about how we pass resolutions and we ask for help from the state. And this is something very simple that's gonna to apply to Louisville, Kentucky, where we have a high crime rate, a high murder rate. And it seems that it falls on deaf ears and the ones who, who could do something about it, and I'm not talking about our delegation from the state, but those, some of those people are the first people to criticize what's going on in the city of Louisville, but they offer no 
help. And it is very discouraging, and it makes people just want to just just get rid of that the state government if they're not going to help us, if they're going to be a hindrance to us, and, and then criticize us in the same breath. It is just not right. Thank you. Sorry about the tangent. Thank you. Uh, Councilman Sahn. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, I'm a yes, and um, if somebody was to kill my mother and they spend the rest of their life in prison or even be put to death, I think the least we could do is melt that gun. And um, I'm a vote, I'm a yes, and thank you for bringing the bill. Thank you. Uh, seeing no one else in queue, even though this is a resolution that could allow for a voice vote, uh, Councilman Reno Weber would, is gonna vote present. So um, Madam Clerk, please open the roll call. Councilman Reno Weber. Present. Uh, the voting is closing. The voting is closed. Mr. President, you have 22, 21 yes votes, two no votes, and one present vote. Thank you. Uh, oops, I'm on the wrong page. Madam Clerk, a reading of item 30. An ordinance relating to the zoning of property located at 1239 South Clay Street containing approximately 0. 0.9 seven eight acres and being in Louisville Metro case number 22 zone zero one one four red and full thank you is it thank you motion by councilman Piacentini uh, second by councilman Syme uh, is there any discussion uh, councilwoman flood thank you mr. president the applicant proposes to subdivide this parcel into two single-family lots and construct two semi-detached single-family homes no one spoke in opposition and at the Planning Commission meeting. This is similar to the duplex idea, duplex idea that we've discussed at various times in committee and is considered one of the missing components during previous conversations with planning design to add to our housing stock. This is an option that offers another, cho another choice in Louisville for home ownership as well. And this is in Councilman Baker's district, if you would recognize Councilman Baker. Councilman? Still new, so I'm getting all the system out here. You don't have to buzz. You don't have to buzz in. Yeah, you don't have to buzz in. If you just want to say anything about yeah, it, uh, about this. Proposal. No, uh, just that I'm in support of this resolution, and uh, oh, I'm sorry, or of this ordinance, and uh, it's it's uh, these types of parcels are the things that we were looking to attract in our district. So thank you. Just trying to get the the system all together, but thank you, <laughs> back to you, President. Uh, is there any further discussion? Hearing none, Madam Clerk, uh, please open the voting. Councilman Reno Weber. Present. Uh, without objection, the voting is closing. The voting is closed. Mr. President, you have 20 yes votes and one present vote. Thank you. The item passes. Madam Clerk, a reading of item 31. An ordinance relating to the zoning of property located at 4500 South Firstborn Parkway containing approximately 0.92 acres and being in Louisville Metro, case number 22, zone 0125, read in full. Motion to approve. Uh, motion by Councilman Engels, second by Councilman Piagentini. Is there any discussion? Councilwoman Flood. Thank you, Mr. President. 
The proposal is for a nine-bay automobile repair facility that would be constructed in the Meyer Shopping Center. This property was originally rezoned in 1994. The original plan prohibited automobile repair garages, and this change in zoning would remove that stipulation. No one spoke in opposition at the Planning Commission meeting, and there are two sets of binding elements that accompany this uh, development plan, the original development plan and, and the binding elements for this particular particular lot and this is in councilman Brent Ackerson's district if you would like to address him myself and the bulk of district 26 are all for it thank you <laughs> uh, councilman Baker are you queued in from previously queued in previously but I was in the discussion okay. and we um, the planning as a member of planning is zoning up we're for it as well or I'm for it as well uh, we looked at the binding elements and then asked a lot of the questions about uh, um, the, a lot of the issues that some of the concerns that the uh, constituents had were addressed and there was no opposition. So that's it. Okay. Any further discussion? Seeing none, Madam Clerk, please open uh, the roll call vote. Councilman Ackerson is a yes vote. Councilman Reno Weber. Stepped out. Oh, he's gone. Okay, without objection, the voting is closing. The voting is closed. Mr. President, you have 23 yes votes. Uh, the ordinance passes. Madam Clerk, a reading of item 32. An ordinance relating to the zoning of property located at 10001 Vista Hills Boulevard containing approximately 1.022 acres and being in Louisville Metro. Case number 22, zone 0121. Read in full. Motion, motion and a second. Motion by Councilman Engel, second by Councilman Piagentini. Is there any discussion? Councilwoman Flood. Thank you, Mr. President. This is a triangle parcel to have four individual lots. There is an existing single family home that will, will remain in addition to three buildable lots. There is an encroachment onto the Bardstown Road Parkway. However, the existing home has a structure that already encroaches into that buffer area. There was much discussion from Councilman Engel and the committee members that a waiver is not a waiver for the, of this type waiver is not a future example nor a precedent standard for developments. This waiver is based on what exists today. Councilman Engel will be offering an amendment to the binding elements expressively to address this concern. And if I, I would like you to recognize Councilman Engel. Councilman. Thank you, Mr. President and colleagues. Uh, you know, I do like to take care of all uh, committee business in the committee structure. And so uh, just bear with me here because uh, the county attorney agreed to do a couple of whereases to, to appease uh, uh, my, my concern here and said he would have it done for the council, before the council, and that's what I've got, I've got here. It's not controversial, but uh, I have worked extremely hard um, for this, uh, this particular area. Colleagues, this is south of the Gene Snyder Freeway, an extremely, um, an extremely heavy-duty area of retail and residential uh, that's been going on for years and will be really culminating over the next, you just heard chicken salad, chick is coming. I mean, multiple uh, developments, residential, et cetera. And I, and I changed this thing from Bardstown Road to Bardstown Parkway for a reason. And that is to keep good track and good quality development coming out here and not encroaching on the, the parkway buffer. Well, this little uh, residential um, piece does a tad bit and they they were granted a waiver so all i'm doing here is i'm going to put a couple whereases and my goal is that this is not going to be precedent for future 
development. So real quickly, whereas the proposed development plan includes a waiver from chapter 10.3.5 to permit, <coughs> excuse me, encroachments into the 50 foot parkway buffer and 75 foot parkway setback. And whereas the council is always concerned with any such waiver and places a great deal of importance on maintaining parkway buffers. And whereas the property is directly adjacent to the, the, in, the in the Bardstown Road Parkway, and whereas lots one and two of the proposed development plan avoid encroaching into the parkway buffer, and whereas much of lot three of the proposed development is located within the parkway buffer, and whereas the majority of lot four of the, of the proposed development is located within the parkway buffer, and whereas both lots three and four contain existing structures which currently encroach into the buffer, whereas both lots three and four would, either, would be either unusable or severely restricted without this waiver of the parkway buffer, whereas the owner developer will help mitigate their encroachment by exceeding the required plantings within the buffer, whereas the council acknowledges the circumstances specific to this case justify the required requested waiver. It wishes the public to know that any such requests are reviewed carefully and on an individual basis. And I ask my colleagues to support this and I move this amendment. We have a motion by Councilman Engel. Second. Second by Councilman Arthur. Is there any discussion on the amendment? Uh, seeing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? The ayes have it. Colleagues, the amended ordinance is now in front of us. Is there any discussion? Seeing none, Madam Clerk, please open the voting. Madam Clerk, without objection, the voting is closing. The voting is... Councilmember Reno Weber. Closed. Present. Mr. President, you have 22 yes votes and one present vote. Uh, the, item, the ordinance passes. Uh, Madam Clerk, a reading of item 33. A resolution requesting the Planning Commission review the Louisville Metro Land Development Code, LDC, relating to the notices as amended, read in full. Uh, may I have a motion and a second? Motion, motion by Councilman Symes, second by Councilman Piagentini. Um, Chairwoman Flood, uh, any discussion? Thank you, Mr. President. This was a resolution, resolution that was proffered by Councilman uh, Piagentini. There was an amendment to this resolution in committee. That's why it's on no business. But at this time, Mr. President, if you would please recognize uh, Councilman uh, Piagentini to discuss his resolution. Councilman Piagentini. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Madam Chairwoman. Uh, this is the amendments were amendments recommended by the administration uh, after we had originally filed it, sent it to them for their feedback. Uh, we adopted all of their uh, proposed recommendations, which didn't substantively change the intent. The intent here is twofold, and I'll uh, address you to number one and two uh, on section one. Uh, one is number one addresses notifying suburban cities uh, if one of the properties in a tier one or tier two notification is in their jurisdiction. So in this case, the clerk, because the clerks are all registered and we can identify them, will receive, not the whole city to be clear, but the clerk of that city will be notified if a property within their jurisdiction is within the regular notification circle that we currently have. Uh, and the administration had no problem with that. Number two, we amended the intention of number two to be clear is to create a more organized method of sending out these notifications 
Right now, the notifications are done by any developer or any law firm on behalf of that developer. They could take those notifications to any post office in the city. We all know how reliable the post office has been recently. Um, so it's just a very disjointed process. What we're asking here is that the procedure, uh, uh, the planning commission should review the responsible party for mailing the notices. We're hoping that they come back with a recommendation for a more consolidated methodology where a department or organization is sending those mailers out through the same post offices, through the same post office, so that we have uh, we reduce the irregularity and reduce the variability in how these things are sent out. Uh, and then, uh, to be clear, we are not changing the cost to the city. We still expect, as is currently the case, the developers to pay for those mailings. It's just changing, asking the recommendations to change the process. Thank you. Uh, thank you, my colleagues. Please, uh, I'd ask for your yes vote. Thank you, Mr. President, whenever you're wrapped up over there. Thank you. Uh, is there any, uh, Councilman Reed? <coughs> Thank you, Mr. President. And I probably should have asked this in the caucus, but I didn't. Um, HOAs are excluded, right? And why is that? Sure. Um, and Mr. President, I can, Mr. President said I could respond. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I saw his mouth move, he must have said it. Uh, yes, we did discuss notifying HOAs also. HOAs are a very muddy, thing in the city. There's not like a registry of HOAs. Um, and so, and it is hard to get jurisdiction lines like to, for the city to know and to say to a developer, whoever's gonna mail this in the end, maybe it's developed Louisville, hey, this house is in the HOA and this one isn't. Uh, in order to get that, we would have to put a pretty heavy administrative burden on the HOAs to declare, draw lines, register, and all these things, which frankly the city just doesn't do currently. So what we, this was what we could get for now, uh, but I would encourage, and I do encourage my HOAs, and I'm encourage all you to tell your HOAs and communities writ large that they should sign up for the listserv that Develop Louisville and the Planning Commission has. Uh, I know I do, both on my personal email account as well as my city email account. I get every notification of all development news so that I know what's going on, and then I can, I, 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 and then they can alert their constituencies. But we did look at that. That was my original intention. It, it's just operationally truly not possible without creating a whole other administrative layer. I just wasn't prepared to do. Thank you, okay. Councilman Engel. Yes, thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I'm going to support this. Uh, I would say though that you know I, I, I was the president of a homeowners association. Um, we are registered with the Secretary of State. Uh, legitimately, we have to follow guidelines, bylaws, et cetera. So our HOAs should be registered and should we should somehow figure out a way to get them plugged into this. So um, anyway, that's just my two cents worth. I thought I'd throw that back at my colleague. Thank you. Yeah. Councilman Piagentini. If, if I could, and of course we could have all sorted this out at caucus, but whatever. Uh, so the, just to be clear, yes, you register, they register with the Secretary of State. Uh, they don't, we don't have a, a bona fide city registry and even the registry with the Secretary of the State, I don't believe it includes plat maps with specific property lines and things like that. So that's where the problem came in. That would have to be loaded into our tracking systems where we track property lines and all these things. We, we just don't have that current sophistication. So the Secretary of State is for your incorporation, um, but we're talking about a land development issue. And, and so there, you're right, there are some, and I would also tell you out of the hundreds of HOAs we have, there's 
questionable compliance with even the Secretary of State across the board, right? So th that's where it became fuzzy. But I appreciate what you're saying, and, and maybe in the future we can get there, but just not today at least. Thank you. Uh, I see no further discussion. Uh, even though this is a resolution, uh, we will uh, have a roll call vote so that Councilman Reno Weber can abstain or can vote present. Uh, Madam Clerk, please open the voting. The voting is closing. Council Member Reno Weber? Present. The voting is closed. Mr. President, you have 19 yes votes and one present vote. The resolution is adopted. Madam Clerk, a reading of item 34. Appropriating $12,086.74 from capital infrastructure funds in the following manner, $7,000 from District 14 and $5,086.74 from District 12 to Louisville Metro Police Department's third division for the remodeling of their gym. Read in full. Motion to approve. Motion by Councilman Engels, second by Councilman Piagentini. Is there any discussion? Councilman Blackwell. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, actually, um, I did not chair the committee um, because uh, I was out with an excused absence. So, uh, Councilman Kramer did. So, I think he's going to take this one. Councilman. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, it is, this is SEF. They came from uh, council members um, uh, Fowler and Blackwell, and it's to do some work uh, in a police district. Uh, it is here before us tonight. CFs don't normally come to the council. It's here tonight because um, there was some conversation about some folks wanting to add on. I know we have a couple people who want to do that tonight. So the first thing I want to do is open the floor to anyone who might want to um, join in, if I may. So if uh, you would like to add money to this, you can uh, queue in. Can I? Uh, Mr. Yes. President, I just want to, um, account, um, Latanya Bell asked me to um, remind everyone that this is not your NDF funds. You were, this CIF. is your CIF Correct. funds, your capital infrastructure. Yes, Thank you, Madam Clerk. Uh, Councilman Hawkins. If we're going to add funds, did we just say how much we're going to add? Yes. Okay. I'm going to do uh, $1,346.86. Okay. We'll say that one more time. One thousand. Okay, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, Councilman Reed. Uh, $500 from District 16. Okay, Councilman Rui. $1,000 from District 21. Councilman Hudson. $1,500 from 23. Is there... Uh, Should be Councilman Sign? Uh, I don't see Councilman Sign in there too. But, well, uh, I'm gonna click Councilman in for him. Councilman Sam? I'd like to amend the ordinance to include $5,086.74 from District 13 CIF. Say that one more time. $5,086.74. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Councilman Batchen. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. With all due respect, I would love. I'll withdraw. You withdraw. Is is there a total dollar amount? Okay, let them do some figuring. The, the, the request amount was thirty five thousand six hundred and seven dollars and eighteen cents. Okay. 
the, the requested amount was $35,607.18. Yep. I'm not sure where we are right now, though, if that was your question. Sorry. Right now we are at um, $21,520.34. We have $14,086.84 left. Madam Clerk, can you clarify? You said we're at? We're at $21,520. Okay. And the total and the was 35. Is okay. mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay, 14,000 away. Councilwoman Chapel? Oh, sorry, Councilwoman Fowler first. Or are you? Okay. Are you, there's still people that want to add, so. Yeah, that's fine. You Go withdraw ahead. for now? If there's still people that want to add? Okay. Yes. Councilwoman Chapel? I'll give them 250 for a barbell. <laughs> uh, Councilman Parker. $1,000 okay. $1, from 18. $1,000. Anybody else? I'd like to make that in the form of a motion. I'm not done. Oh. Okay, um, I would, District 14 would like to add another um, $7,836.84. I'd like to make that in the form of a motion. Yes, motion. Uh, Madam Clerk, 1000 from 17. That, that means $4,000 left. Okay. Then that's not correct. I'm sorry. Uh, my, my math was wrong. I'm not an actuary. <laughs> um, I need 5,000 to be left. Okay. So you're gonna make up the difference to leave so 5,000, okay? Will be so 5,000. Yes. Hers will be 6,836.84 added today. Okay. And so now there will be a, a balance of 5,000 left. Okay, there's a balance of 5,000. Anybody else? I'd like to make that okay. in the form of a motion. <laughs> okay, the motion is the amended motion is before us. Uh, by motion by Councilman Kramer, second by Councilman Fowler, Councilman Batchen. Can we vote on the amendment, Mr. Chair, Mr. President? Well, I think there's discussion on the amendment. Uh, I, I have an explanation I think that might help. Okay. But I would like to get the amendment taken care of if that's okay. That's okay. what's before us. Councilman Batchen, you have discussion on the amendment? Oh. On, only on the amendment. Vote on the amendment, and then we can okay, have the discussion. So, okay, all those in favor of the amendment, uh, Councilman Hawkins, do you want to yeah, talk on the amendment? Yeah, I just want to make sure that, um, that that was going to be added. What I donated was, yes. That, okay. Yes, right. yes, okay. I, when um, we divided them by seven, I'm sorry, President, when yes. we divided by seven and come up to 5,086, I'm making up the difference, okay. unless you yeah. want to make up the no, difference with right. what yeah. you <laughs> were supposed to have put in. Correct. Yes. Correct. Okay. Uh, all those in favor of the amendment say aye. 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 Any opposed? Now, Councilman Batchum. With the respects, so I look to cover the rest of that balance of uh, $5,000, but we need to transfer money to an NDF, and so we can't. 
Councilman, this is a <laughs> this is a CIF ordinance, um, and so Mr. we President. cannot. Yes, he doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Councilman Kramer. Let him speak. I, I don't. I, okay. I, May I point order? Okay. Councilman Piagentini is in queue next. Councilman Piagentini. Thank you. The, the let, let me help out a little bit here because this was discussed at caucus. The issue is that District 25 right now wants to contribute. They do not have CIF money right now. He has some NDF money. He needs the time to move the NDF money to CIF money. My, what, what, what I think we're all trying to get at here is leave the balance, allow District 25 to make their move, and then he will cover the rest of it through another motion through the, bu through the Budget Appropriations Committee. Thank you. Councilman Kramer. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, colleagues, I just would share with you that um, typically CIFs don't come to the council for a vote. They're typically taken care of in the budget committee. This particular CIF came to us tonight because Councilwoman Fowler and others were hopeful that they could encourage some of their colleagues to add to this CIF, which you've graciously done. Thank you. Um, one of our colleagues would love to participate in this, but he doesn't have any left in his, neighbor, in his CIF. In order to participate, he has to put money into his CIF from his NDF. He can do that at the next budget committee meeting. Once that happens at the next budget committee meeting, he will amend his, the NDF, or he'll move money from the NDF into CIF. Once he's done that, he will move money from CIF to this account. Once he's done that, we will, at committee, vote on this CIF. And once that happens, it will be passed out and we will be finished. So you won't see this again. Um, normally, CFs don't come to us at all anyway, so we will have this taken care of on Thursday night at the Budget Committee meeting, um, but we have to send it back to the Budget Committee so that those NDF monies can be moved to CF and that CF can be added to this CF and we can get this taken care of. Um, so yeah, I'm going to ask if we could send this back to committee. Um, I'd ask for, I made a motion to send it back to committee. I'm asking for a second. Thank you. A motion by uh, Councilman Kramer, second by Councilman Fowler. Uh, all those in favor of sending it back to committee, say aye. 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 Any opposed? The ayes have it. Uh, Councilman Kramer, I just uh, want to be clear. In my experience, and, and maybe there's another way to do this, but in my experience, it, it takes a budget amendment, and a piece of legislation to move the money from the NDF account to the CIF account, or is that something you all can do? Bookkeeping wise here. We do NDF, as long as the NDF is less than $5,000, we can move it from NDF to CIF without an ordinance. If we want to move more than 5,000 out of our NDF, it requires an ordinance. Thank you for clarifying. Right. But no right ordinance. at $5,000? Yes. That's, that's my understanding. If you're transferring, you're gonna need an ordinance. We move money from NDFs to CIFs all the, time, all the time without ordinances. That's not true. Yep. We do it all the time. Okay. Yes. Well, then it's still what will happen then is it'll still have to go it'll to just committee. be a little right. later. Perhaps if we it need to do still it, we'll That's still get we can vote to suspend the rules here. I mean, if, I think we can work our way yeah. around it, right? So we can accept the legislation. Yep. We can vote to suspend the rules. Yeah, and move it forward. Actually, I think what we could do. I mean, I, I'm not. <laughs> there will be conversation between uh, Mr. President. Please. Before. 
um, I think what we can do is you can suspend the rules about um, you can suspend the rules and we can pass an, a res an ordinance without a second reading. So we could get the NDF in, we could do this in budget committee, and then at the next council meeting, we could go ahead and vote on the whole thing can, um, without a second reading. Could we do an emergency ordinance right now? Let's um, an emergency ordinance that requires a budget amendment that OMB prepares. But OMP didn't prepare it, is that what you're saying? I don't know that I don't know that that is lawful, but let me I, let me think about that for a second. Oh, you're the last An emergency ordinance drafted, not drafted. We have no legislation before us. But vote on what the legislation would say that you would want OMB to prepare that you all are voting on tonight. Um, can you suggest? Councilman Fowler, or sorry, Councilman, sorry. Uh, well, Mr. My Councilman Engel. Mr. President, this, this may be the reason why we do not and have not and too often send a CIF to the council chain, to the council. <laughs> I, I don't know, I, I'm just I mean, saying, speculating. I, I'm just saying. And now we're gonna, while we're considering okay. that this is an emergency, yeah. folks, come on. This was voted, did we not vote to move this back to um, the committee? Right. And the vote was unanimous. Yes. And now we're reconsidering that. No, we are talking about Okay. This is not an emergency in my book, and uh, I, it's unreal that we're, we're at this point. Thank you. Councilman Fowler, you're in the queue. Okay. Councilman Blackwell. I, I think I might have a solution here. Um, if maybe if we can, um, rather than send it back, if we can go back and vote on the um, on sending it back to the committee, reverse that vote, or at, at least take a, a, a vote on reversing to that to reconsider, um, and then go you ahead and pass what we have in place, and then the councilman, knowing that we have a five thousand dollar, I mean they're not going to spend that money the first day that they have it, so knowing that we have a five thousand dollar hole. And knowing that councilman is already committed, he could do and he could send it over from NDF and have it done at the next council meeting. Is that a motion to reconsider, Mr. Yes. President? I think yes. Okay. Motion second. Okay. Um, item is moved and seconded. Motion to reconsider requires a two-thirds vote. Uh, everyone who voted yes can vote for it, which is everyone. All those in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? The ayes have it. The item is back before us. Is there any further, okay, there's a bunch of people in queue. Can we, correct. The, well, the item is before us, so can we clear the queue? If there's commentary on the item, Councilman Hudson, do you have commentary on the item? I, I think I might have another solution. Oh, goodness. $5,000 from District 23. Okay, so there's an amendment, yes. We, oh, okay. So we got a call. So the I can. We're getting there. We need a motion and a second to hear item 34. Motion by Councilwoman Chapel, second by Councilman uh, Councilwoman Fowler. Is there any discussion? Councilman Hudson. Councilman Hudson. 
the motion. Yeah. Is there a motion? Okay. I'm, I'm so confused, I don't know what we're doing. Yes, so Councilman Hudson, you have a motion to amend $5,000 to yes, this? Yes, 5000 additional dollars from 23. Okay. Now, now the amended order, voice vote on the amendment. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Any opposed? Now, the amended, amended, recalled, amended ordinance is in front of us. <laughs> uh, Madam Clerk, please, is there any further discussion? Seeing none, Madam Clerk, please open uh, the voting. It's still a roll call vote, please. Councilmember Council Reno Weber. Present. Okay, uh, the voting is closing. The voting is closed. Mr. President, you have 17 yes votes and two present votes. The item passes. Colleagues, the next item of business is new business. As you leave chambers, please do so quietly so that the clerk may read new business. I would ask those council members that wish to make announcements, please remain in chambers and request to speak on your system under announcements. New business comprises items 35 through 49. Will the clerk please read those items and assign them and their assignments to committee? Item 35, an ordinance appropriating 9,500 from neighborhood development funds in the following manner, 5,000 from District 12, 3,000 from District 14, 1,000 from District 24, 500 from District 9 to Metro Parks for costs associated with the 10th Annual Riverview Independence Festival. Item 36, an ordinance appropriating $50,000 from District 2, neighborhood development funds through the Office of Management and Budget to ElderServe Inc. for home repairs, meals, and social recreational activities for senior citizens in District 2. Item 37, an ordinance appropriation 21,000 from neighborhood development funds in the following manner, 1875 from District 15, 1500 each from Districts 2, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 14, 17, 19, and 26, 750 each from Districts 20, 22, 23, and 24, 375 each from Districts 13, 21, and 25 through the Office of Management and Budget to Kentucky Shakespeare, Inc. for performances of Kentucky Shakespeare's Hamlet and Parks in Louisville Metro. The following legislation was assigned to Equity, Community Affairs, Housing, Health, and Education Committee, Item 38, a resolution pursuant to the Capital and Operating Budget Ordinances to approve the appropriation funding, the following non-competitively negotiated sole source contract for Louisville Metro Public Health and Wellness concerning an overdose quick response team, Louisville Recovery Community Connection, Inc. for $85,000. Item 39, a resolution pursuant to the Capital and Operating Budget Ordinances, approving the appropriation to fund the following non-competitively negotiated professional service contract for Louisville Metro Public Health and Wellness, LNPHW, concerning service as LNPHW Medical Director, Norton Healthcare, Inc., for $60,000. Item 40, a resolution honoring Anna Woolridge by dedicating the corner of South Clay Street and Camp Street as Anna Woolridge Way in her honor. The following legislation was assigned to the Government Oversight Audit and Appointments Committee. Item 41, ordinance amending the Louisville Metro Code of Ordinances, Section 32130, regarding the administration of policemen's retirement fund. The following legislation was assigned to the Labor and Economic Development Committee. Item 42, an ordinance amending certain sections of Chapter 35 of the Louisville Metro Code of Ordinances to require Metro Council approval to certain changes to collective bargaining agreements and to require the filling of Metro Council of all supplemental agreements to collective bargaining agreements. Item 43, resolution approving the granting of local incentives to PASAR, Inc., and any subsequent assignees or approved affiliates there pursuant to KRS Chapter 154, Chapter 32. The following legislation was assigned to Parks and Sustainability Committee. Item 44, resolution pursuant to the Capital and Operating Budget Ordinances, approving the appropriation to fund the following non-competitively negotiated social contract for Louisville 
zoo concerning parts, maintenance, repair, and service for the zoo's antique conservation carousel, carousels and carvings, Inc., for $100,000. The following legislation was assigned to the Planning and Zoning Committee. Item 45, an ordinance relating to the zoning of properties located at 223 and 225 South Spring Street containing approximately 0.2122 acres and being in Louisville Metro case number 22, zone 0128. Item 46, an ordinance relating to the zoning and form district of property located at 3500 Lees Lane, containing approximately 95.7 acres and being in Louisville Metro, case number 22, zone 0013. The following legislation assigned to the Public Safety Committee, item 47, a resolution pursuant to the Capital and Operating Budget Ordinances, approving the appropriation to fund the following non-competitively negotiated professional service contract for the Office of Safe and Healthy Neighborhoods concerning training and technical assistance to help alleviate violence in Louisville Metro, cure violence global for $200,000. The following legislation was assigned to the Public Works Committee. Item 48, a resolution determining a portion of certain property at 10122 Whips Mill Road, parcel ID number 01430045024, as surplus and not exceeding the amount of governmental purpose and authorizing its transfer. Item 49, a resolution approving a petition for widening River Road from Zorn Avenue to Edith Avenue, bought pursuant to KRS Chapter 178.080, agreeing to accept 18 parcels of reality abutting River Road from Commonwealth of Kentucky to the River Road widening and approving dedication of 27 parcels of reality located at the north side of River Road from the above reference widening of River Road by Louisville Jefferson County Metro Government, Metro Government successor to the city of Louisville, Kentucky, read in full. Thank you. Next, we have announcements. Uh, seeing no announcements, that concludes our meeting. Our next council meeting is scheduled for Thursday, April 13th at 6 p.m. With no further business to discuss and without objection, we stand adjourned. <laughs>